You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history, find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. There's a Chinese proverb that says, I hope you live in interesting times. Now, I I don't know really much about Chinese culture, but I do understand this. That's also not a not not a compliment. That's not a wish for somebody. In fact, I asked somebody who speaks English and Mandarin fluently, and they told me that that's actually an insult. So there's a proverb you can use to insult people. I hope you live in interesting times and interesting times we are living in right now. Um, recently online and the social media platforms that I'm still on, I've been trying to hustle quite a bit. As many of you know, I've gone back into consulting. And um, right now, this is a great time for, for business, but it's not under the best circumstances because in 2020 alone, half of all American small businesses that closed because of the pandemic closed permanently. And to make matters worse, right now, uh, half the country has been labeled as beyond deplorable, just straight up criminal. Uh, We're seeing people posting patriotic uh, apparel online. A couple in Utah recently was kicked off all social media and Shopify. Their entire business completely shut down. Uh, We're seeing people losing their Shopify, losing their Venmo, losing their Cash App, losing their PayPal access. They're getting completely throttled online, if not removed entirely. Uh, It's only a matter of time until MailChimp starts going after legitimate business owners that happen to vote a certain way or speak a certain way. Um, it's it's not good. And today what we have is an example of somebody who you, you know quite well. We've got Dan Smots from The System is Down. For those of you that know Dan, you understand that he's basically what, what I call the, you know, Q from James Bond. He's basically like the Q of the Liberty Movement from graphics to video design to, uh, you know, T-shirt designs, postcards. If you need something created, jingles icons, logos, you name it, Dan's done it. Um, He's been a good friend of mine for many years now, and um, he's been somebody that I go to when I need something taken care of. If you you love everything from Second Print Comics, that's all Dan. That's all Dan. He did the jingle. He did the logo. Second Print Comics, secondprintcomics.com. You can see that. And you can also go ahead and check him out at uh, goulashmedia.net. That's the right address, right, Dan? Yes, sir. But yeah, I mean, recently um, Dan fell victim to not not the pandemic related stuff, but he was a direct target of intentional social media censorship. Dan, it's it's good to have you on. I wish it was under better circumstances, but uh, this so is this is me. this is what we're uh, dealing with right now. So can, can I give people the rundown? What what's happened? Sure, and you say that. It- you wish it was under better circumstances. I am trying to look at the positives here because uh, we'll talk about this more, but this should be a warning to everybody. This should be a wake-up call to everybody that you're not safe on these platforms and these platforms don't care about you. So what happened was, uh, well, I host this show, The System is Down, where we just talk about uncomfortable topics. We we have open dialogue about things that are deemed taboo or whatever, uh, inappropriate, because I think they're important uh, to be able to figure out what is in the world to unite people around our our differences and you know actually you know having conversations with people that we disagree with trying to figure out what our commonalities are so that we can u- unify people that's the dangerous message that i preach on my show but uh, if i talk to certain people that believe certain things which happen to be in the media right now are we allowed like do you censor the 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 topic are are we going to say what the topic is the theory the, the 17th letter of the alphabet. That's the one. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask, you know, 
do I have to speak in code because nobody's safe? But and I don't want to get you guys banned. But a theory, a conspiracy theory surrounding the 17th letter of the alphabet and our current president, um, who I didn't vote for and don't frankly support that much. But um, they banned me for talking about that um, when that is happening currently on CNN, NBC, all these media uh, organizations because. I wasn't supporting the theory. I was entertaining the theory and listening to the theory, but uh, I even had a show on my channel called the 17th letter Chronicles, uh, that theory Chronicles, uh, for the last year and a half, no problems. And it was just because I think that it's important to explore these things. It's, It's important to seek out truth, even if that truth is uncomfortable. And if there was something to that theory, I wanted to know about it. Um, but they not only banned me, just just flat out banned me completely, no explanation, no uh, chance of appeal, nothing. Just one day it was gone. They they banned all of my pages, the system is down page, they banned Goulash Films, Goulash Media, they banned You Are the Power, they banned um, my music pages, um, uh, all the projects that I had. I had probably 20 pages uh, that I had set up over the course of 10 years. They banned all those, they banned my groups, and then they banned my wife, her personal account and her business account, which she very much needs uh, to do her job uh, at the school that she works for. And, and just to reiterate this, you hadn't previously received any warnings, any notifications about the type of content that you were posting, or did you? I had received warnings about things, but never about that particular theory, which was, and uh, I've had pushback like, oh, how can you prove that that was the theory that got it taken down? That episode came out, this conversation, a civil conversation with a friend of mine who believes the theory came out the day before this happened, uh, in which I was disagreeing with him the entire time, but we were just exploring where he's, if he still believes that theory, if he still stands by it, even though Trump's on his way out. Um, and not only like the sixth, as we know, was the incident at the Capitol and uh, NBC has come out reporting also that they that Facebook did ban all people talking about that uh, topic or pages relating to that topic. So um, I have strong reason to believe that it was that topic that got me banned um, and I had received warnings prior, but it was never for that specific topic. It was like I had gotten a warning because I shared a David Hogg tweet where he said, Donald Trump is a xenophobe for say, for like coyotes bringing uh, you know children into the country or trafficking children into the country. That's just xenophobic slur. I posted that and said, "Isn't that something to the effect of implying isn't David Hogg stupid for thinking this? Why doesn't he look this up?" I mean, it was it was obviously smarter than that, but um, I got flagged because what David Hogg said was incorrect. So I got flagged for agreeing with Facebook, and then in this episode, I got removed for agreeing with Facebook because they believe that this theory isn't true. I also believe this theory isn't true. And if you have somebody who's, you know, telling people this theory isn't true, taking them from uh, off of your platform seems like the wrong move. But I know that it wasn't like a human reviewer. It was just, hey, let's let's just look up this phrase and then wipe everybody out who talks about that phrase. And you couldn't have even appealed it. Like when they when they booted you off, like you have no access to your personal accounts to even try and appeal it in the Facebook Help Center. No, there's nothing. There's there's uh, there's a link uh, where you have to uh, submit your ID, which I've submitted my ID to them before, so I could run political ads, which they stopped me from running political ads eventually too. But um, my name wasn't the same on my ID as it is on their on the account, so it wouldn't even matter. That's the only thing that you can do. So essentially, no, there's nothing. How does not having access and just focusing on your businesses specifically, because that's the really concerning part. Like if there had been a track record, which there wasn't, as we've, as we've stated, um, you know, targeting your, your podcast, that's, that's one thing. This podcast is just a project you do because you enjoy doing it. Um, but your, your business accounts, that's the thing that is incredibly troubling. How does not having access to the Facebook page that you use to promote your business that you put years and years and many hours of time and money investing in, how how does that impact you and your family? Uh, time will tell, I suppose. I, I'm hoping, uh, right now I'm hoping for the eclap- the complete collapse of these uh, big tech businesses as they shoot themselves in the foot, like by, uh, you know, banning their, their biggest supporters, Donald Trump. But, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, the, the way my business works, like I, I do primarily wedding video stuff and commercials and things like that. Completely not controversial. I never posted anything controversial on Goulash Films. Very minimally anything on Goulash Media. Um, if they had just taken down the system is down, fine. You, you've got a case there. And I would I would have just been like, yeah, we saw this coming because people don't like us talking about edgy shit. And um, if they had just taken that down, fine. But uh, I had contact lists in Facebook. And then, admittedly, I put too many eggs in one basket um, with the Facebook thing. But like I, I had contacts with brides and all all different things. Like everybody knew people could tag me. They like my main source of flow into my business was people referring me by tagging me on Facebook uh, when people ask about, you know, who does wedding videography. And uh, now it's kind of, I, I don't really know exactly how it's going to pan out because I've kind of shifted a little bit with in working in the political stuff with the Joe Jorgensen campaign this last year. Um, I've been doing more of that and that seems to be I, I mean, I, f I feel like people will find me there if they want to, because a lot of that comes from people being familiar with the show. And yeah, you've got enough of a network. Thing. Right. And that kind of trickles down to people finding out about the films and stuff like that. Um, for my wife, though, she she got banned because she's you know guilty by association with her husband, who is guilty by association with a friend that he disagreed with civilly and just had a friendly chat about a topic that CNN can talk about, but I can't. Um, so she got banned her personal account and everything, and then they wouldn't let her back in. I was lucky enough that I had an old account that I hacked back into that I com actually completely forgot about. I just started trying some of my old email addresses and one of them worked. Uh, she tried, she signed up for a new account and then, uh, put up her, she does like a, just a local news page. She doesn't do anything controversial. It's just flat out reporting. And, uh, she, that got taken down. So her second account gets taken down and then it wouldn't let her, like it kept blocking her from signing up for anything new. And we tried VPNs. We tried using Tor. We tried all these different things. It still kept blocking her. Um, now I'm not a tech guy. I don't really know if somebody knows the ins and outs of how that works and how to get around it. Let me know. But um, she needs that account. She needs an account of some sort for her job because she works for a local school doing PR. Basically um, she's a comms director for, a local school and she has to be able to get on their page and be able to, you know, report what people are saying and read through things. She couldn't even do that until she had, she had to have her sister uh, find her old account and give it to her. Like that's the level of ridiculousness just because she was an admin on my page. We can only assume. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. They're just like, oh, it's it's just a Facebook page or, oh, it's just a Facebook account. Right. When when I was at the Washington Times, there were several moments where I had posted something or something would happen to my account. Like I would log out and because I forgot a password or something, it would lock my account. Um, you know, I, I, I was in charge of all the pages. So Washington Times Sports, Opinion, local, the main Wash Times page across all of our platforms. But our number one traffic referral was Facebook. And when that happened to me, it it was like I I was deathly afraid of losing my job. Um, yeah. I was I, I was almost catatonic with how fearful I was that I would not be able to do at my actual work. And this was not just impacting me. Like, you know, I, I care less about myself. This is impacting my ability to work with my team and to make sure we get all of our stories out. Luckily, other people had access, but it, you know, I was the main person doing it. Um, and I mean, the, the thing is when you're a, when you're a big media outlet, you have a representative that's assigned to your account, especially if you're spending quite a bit and the times is not spending an, uh, you know, an, not a insignificant amount of money on Facebook ads per quarter. And, yeah. uh, we, we never got any type of, you know, sincere communication from our advocate. Uh, in fact, it, it, I would not call it a normal business relationship. It was almost like we were just digital sharecropping, just asking for permission just to talk to our own people. It was not like a, hey, we're a business and we want you to be happy and we want you to spend more money. No, the, these advocates were not advocates. And uh, at one point, uh, a supervisor of mine, I, I was begging them. It's like, listen, I need access to my account or else it's not just going to start impacting me. It's going to start impacting the, the paper. I was told, well, I'm 
I'm afraid of damaging our relationship because they're just going to see that you did something wrong or incorrect. And it's like, listen, I can tell you one time. Yeah. One time I got hit because I own a bunch of pages. I'm sharing stuff. They count it as spamming. I got hit with that. That's okay. I took the blame for that. But for the second time, which was for about uh, 11 days where I had no access to my account or any of the Washington Times accounts, it was because I tried logging in through the app. I I did my password the wrong way. I didn't enable to a face. So I was locked. And it was it was terrifying because, you know, not just work stuff, but personal stuff, all my projects, everything that I'm doing. Like, it's like I I, I can't talk to people now. I, I didn't have everyone's number or email saved to my phone or whatever. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've got somebody telling me, you know, we're afraid because they'll just say, oh, sucks to be you. And, um, you know, that was when I that was around the time I was leaving uh, and, and going to try and take on big tech directly. But, you know, that showed me it's like, you know. I, I I am dealing with a giant media outlet. At least I've got a little bit of leverage room. I could not imagine what it was. And, and this still freaks me out to this day. If I'm a small business owner getting a majority of my client referrals from this one platform where everyone is and everyone is basically literate with how it works and suddenly having it like Thanos snapped out of existence. Yeah, it's uh, it's jarring to say the least. And I would say I'm still having a hard time wrapping my brain around like what is gone that I don't even remember that was there. Like who, what conversation did I leave off in the middle of that could have made me a couple thousand dollars for the month to get to get us through the winter? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know the amount of damage. And uh, we, we have set up a new page, but I'm afraid to even, you know, invest any time into it. Like, what's the point? In, I invested 10 years into a platform. I gave them all all sorts of money. <laughs> like they, um, they made more off their service than I did. Um, and then when they were done with me, they just cast me aside. They actually blocked my ability to sell ads at some point. Uh, and they would give me, they would give me flags on my systems down page. If somebody else posted something on my page that they didn't like, if somebody posted on my wall and it, it wasn't like, Really, it, it wasn't inflammatory stuff, really. It was like, you know, a scientist came out and questioned what's happening in the world right now. And that's dangerous because Facebook disagrees with it. Because Facebook, they're doctors, right? They're, they have the ability to know what is true and to tell doctors that they are incorrect and silence them and ban me if somebody else posts on my page. Like, the level of power that they have is insane. And not to mention the fact that they were... Uh, they they got some trouble because in 2016, Russia bought some ads to influence an election, and that's bad. But Facebook now can shut down the president's account and ban everybody who believe a certain you know political leaning, and that's just okay because it's a privately owned business. Yeah, and I mean, um, you, you mentioned what you had to do for for political spending on Facebook. I was I, I was helping uh, do do comms and doing some management for a friend of mine who was running for re-election in the West Virginia House of Delegates. And it had been years since I had done anything campaign related on on Facebook. So this is post 2016. Um, I had to send my, uh, I had to send a photo of my license. I had to verify my address and actually get a letter with a code in my mail. I had to mm-hmm. turn on all the tracking settings on my phone and my laptop. I had to do a lot of invasive you stuff. You <laughs> yeah, like it was it, it took a week. Like it, yep. it straight up took a week just to get all my information there. And then it took another week, which was putting us behind because everyone, uh, you know, probably we, we were all ignorant about the process. We all thought it would take a few hours. No, it took two weeks before we could actually start spending money yep. on there. So that's time that we're not getting back. And uh, you know, what I had noticed was that, you know, it's it's different when you're spending on uh political advertising on there because I almost feel like they're they're treating your ad dollar differently than if you're doing any other type of business. It's not about I I won't say that it's specifically, you know, what your who you are on your page, but it's how your page is listed, whether it's a business, whether it's a, a magazine, whether it's a political candidate. I, I've seen everything, but I could tell you after going through that process, if you spend a dollar as a business versus if you spend a dollar as a politician or a political campaign, you're treated differently. Do I have a small smoking gun. Do I have evidence of that? No. But having done this for going on uh, six years now and 
having seen it in a bunch of different industries and, and you know companies it it's very obvious because when you're getting way more impressions because of you you could have the same you could post okay so for example i'm just pulling this out if i post on a bit on a on a media page an article that has a thousand i'm sorry that has a okay if the page has like a thousand followers it's a media page and i have a political candidate who has a thousand followers and we could post the exact same article from let's say like the daily wire or something and we put ten dollars down your your dollar is treated differently you're not getting throttled as much. You're getting more engagement, more click-through probably. I really think that they are manipulating your dollar spend on there. So that means if you're a business, and I've been saying this to small business owners for for a while now since Facebook has really become uh, very, very anti-business. Um, you know, it's like you're not paying to increase your followers. You're not paying to increase your customer base and to build your brand. What you're doing when you're a business and you're spending ad dollars on Facebook is you're just buying back the attention of the people that already follow you. Exactly. Uh, and how ridiculous is it that we give them our information all like they track us, they, they listen to us, they, uh, you know, they, they get their ad revenue and everything, but we have to pay for people to see what we are posting on their page. Like, what are we getting out of this, this deal? Exactly. What is the benefit here? And if people still think, you know, we're here because Facebook is trying to protect us. Like, I mean, like, I don't remember which Senator it was, but somebody asked Zuckerberg in one of the hearings, like, do you have, if you, do you have people that monitor what information you're allowed to see so that uh, you're protected from thinking the wrong way? It's like, no, it's like, okay, well then why do you think that everybody else needs to be protected based on your own understanding of the world? Like Zuckerberg thinks you're stupid apparently, because he thinks that if you hear a dangerous thought, then you're automatically going to be a dangerous person. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for people to realize that these companies do not give a flying, I don't know if I can cuss on the show. Yeah, of course you can. Fuck about you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing though. Like it's not even, there, there are probably some people listening to this and they're like, well, he had a podcast where he was talking about this explicit stuff. And it's like, it's no longer just the outlier situations. Right. There, there are hundreds of people that I know directly who don't have podcasts, who don't have blogs, but they're local in their local Republican party, or they're part of some libertarian advocacy group. And they also happen to have a business. And because of what they're saying on their personal account, it's, it's, uh, it's going after them. My, my brother, uh, th this is something that he actually shared on his personal account. He posted uh, a photo. It was a meme of uh, those Trump supporters climbing the wall in front of Capitol Hill. And the caption said, Republicans proving that walls don't work. It's a joke. Uh, right. He got a uh, notification and basically he, he got, uh, he, he got uh, a strike on Facebook because he was promoting potentially violent action <laughs> offline. And we're all looking at this and we're like, that's promoting violence. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So don't think that because you're not a public figure, that because you're not anyone with any type of following, that it doesn't affect you. What you are literally being targeted because of certain views, and you could post things if you're left of center. You could post things talking about BLM and Antifa and all this other stuff, threatening the president. Uh, you know, there was hashtag, I think it was Lynch Mike Pence that was able yep. to trend on Twitter for like 72 hours. You could do all of that. And like, I, I, I don't want this to turn into whataboutisms. Violence is violence. It's wrong. And it's always wrong. Riots That's are wrong. wrong, no matter who riots. But what we're seeing now is that some of it, you know, it's like Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some yeah. animals are more equal than others. And we're yeah, seeing like, it now more than ever before. And, and you can make the, I don't like what about either, but you can make a direct comparison here between Antifa and people who follow this move, this uh, 17th letter movement that is being banned. How many violent acts have been, been carried out under the name of this conspiracy theory? I don't, I don't know. I'm not making claims that there haven't been any, I haven't heard of any like radical, uh, 17 supporter going out and like burning down mom and pop shops. But, uh, you know, I, and, you know, people will be 
they they say that Antifa is not an organization because they don't have a structure or whatever, but they're allowed to have Facebook pages and they're allowed to do things under that name. But you're not even allowed to think about this theory because it's that dangerous. It's that dangerous to think. And really, for those that don't know, it's not that scary of a theory. The theory is, hey, there's some bad people in the world and the, the president was this savior that was going to save us all by draining the swamp. Like that's almost the extent of the theory. And that like, that is not an uncommon way to think. So for people to buy into that seems like less of a stretch than people buying into, Hey, let's go, you know, burn our neighbor's house down because uh, some guy got shot by the cops. Yeah. And right now it's, it's the direct limiting of certain conversations. You could go ahead and for four years, we, we could talk about and scream about the Russia hoax, hashtag uh, Russian collusion, all that other stuff. Now they're targeting people that want to talk about hashtag stop the steal. Well, that, that conspiracy, which has been disproven over and over again, um, you could still talk about that, but you're not allowed to question because it's still not resolved whether there was meddling or rigging or rampant criminal activity in the 2020 election when everybody for months had been saying that things are going to get dicey one way or another. You're not allowed to even have the conversation. It will probably never be resolved now. Um, you know, this is this is going after people. And, you know, I, I know I have several clients who I was supposed to start working with on Monday. I was supposed to start uh, working with them on Parler on Monday. And now those contracts. Are you allowed to say that anymore? I'm allowed to say that because this is me. <laughs> this is me working for, you know, oh, yeah, whether we could say it out loud. Rest empowered. Yeah, rest in power, Parler. It might be up by now. Who knows? They apparently they got some servers back, but like now that that's directed that's directly impacting my livelihood and their businesses because they had entire businesses who because they they were selling uh, certain items on Facebook that Facebook didn't like, not because it was violating in terms of service, but because if they had done it a year ago, it's fine. They do it now and it's misinformation and stuff. Uh, you know, entire businesses just completely halted unless uh, Parler can get back online. That impacts them more than it impacts me. I can find other clients and other things. They had entire businesses decades of that. And within 72 hours, an entire company was just completely killed off the internet. Um, this is, this is the, the, we're out of the realm of theory. This is the yeah. real world now. All the things that we warned about, all the things that we saw coming, it's happening right now. And what, what terrifies me the most is uh, what, what I call the debanking phase of cancel culture, which is now it's not enough just to deny service. Now it's going after uh, payment processors and vendors. You know, if you, if the moment you start going after people's money, that's going to be a very serious thing. And, and just today, as we're recording, uh, you know, we have the first legitimate act of, of full-on debanking. Deutsche Bank canceled and ended all of Donald Trump's accounts with them. Really? Yeah. If, if you cannot, if you are refused basic access to checkings and savings accounts and lines of credit and loans, that is going to, I mean, how it's, you can't make your own bank. Right. Like it used to be, we'll make your own platform. We'll make your right. own internet. We'll make your own stuff. We'll make your own whatever. Now it's like, make your own bank. Yeah. It, it, for libertarians, I understand this is a st sticky topic, but like, uh, I like there's being, you know, bake the cake is being brought up all over the place. It's like, I think that we it's should, such a terrible example though. This is more akin to book burning than cake baking. In my opinion, we're talking about, you are not allowed on any of the, the, the largest communication platforms that the world has ever seen. Like the, the old laws don't even apply to this anymore because this is completely new territory. This is bigger than phones. This is bigger than the USPS, obviously. Uh, we're talking about the, the, the main means of communication, not just in America, but in the entire world. Commuti like we have completely changed the, the entire scope of things. And they're saying that you are not allowed to not only you're, you're not only not allowed to think this way, you're not even allowed to talk about thinking this way. You're not even allowed to question thinking this way. You're not even allowed to say that you don't think this way. You're not allowed to bring it up. And that is the thing that we should be focusing on more than this is just a little private business. Like we're talking about you you no longer can think a certain way because certain uh, a handful of people in California have certain political leanings and they've decided all of their things that you bought into, all of the 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 lies that they sold you over the last 10 years, all the work that you put into that doesn't matter. Um, and they can just 
decide you're not allowed to think this way if you want to exist in the new technological society that we have created for you. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it it is what it is. I mean, these are the interesting times that we, we definitely didn't see coming in our lifetime. I mean, we had moments in the past where we thought things were weird. Now we're living in an episode of Black Mirror, but going back a topic, Dan, um, you know, right now you do have access to an account and you had to restart your show page and your business page from scratch. And I'm, I'm going to include links to all of that in the show notes today, folks, please go like those pages and connect with Dan and give him your business. I would I mean, say like do, more so go to the web, go to my website because what's I the am, website? I am done with like, I, I am done promoting these pages. If you want to find a convenient way, fine, but I'm not going to be there. Uh, I'm not going to be posting that much. I don't really care about Facebook anymore. They're dead to me. I'm, I'm working on my own stuff. I'm actually working on my own social media page. It's not going to be a competitor, but I'm going to make my own thing because that's what you keep telling me to do. Um, so yeah, go to tsidpod.com and uh, sign up for the, our, we've got a newsletter there that we just created. It's on MailChimp. So who knows if we'll even be allowed to have that for long, but uh, for now, we're going to be uh, letting everybody know what's going on there, um, but get off these platforms. Yeah, and I, I, I'm like, like I mentioned, I'm going to include all the links. I mean, go go subscribe, go do what you can, uh, get involved, give them your business. That's the biggest thing, folks. Like it's at the point where it's like we got to help each other. But um, no. you know, you, you did mention some of the things you're trying to do as you're trying to look at how you promote your brand and how you connect with clients uh, online now. Or even offline, because what, what what I find myself having to do is right now, you know, my my big stick is digital marketing. But a lot of people right now, having started businesses in the internet age, they're lacking in like direct marketing skills, cold calling, pamphleting, doing uh, direct advertising on radio and newspapers and stuff like that. That type of stuff they're they're ign- they're ignorant in because while you may have been taught that in school, you know, unless you've done it and you keep up with it, it it's like a muscle it atrophies so yeah. what, what are the things you're trying to do for goulash films um time will tell uh, if you have any suggestions i'm open to them but uh <laughs> a lot of my stuff uh for goulash films like i said a lot of it's trickled down from the the uh the political stuff now and a lot of my my word of mouth stuff it'll still get out there because it's doing wedding video it's it's all local for the most part so like people tell people still, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Actually, what let's, let's, let's do this. Dan. It's gonna impact. Let, let, let's do this because I think what we can talk about now will actually help a lot of business yeah. owners that listen to the show. So I, I what I'm going to do right now with you is I'm going to walk you through what I typically do in an hour. We'll do it with the time remaining. We're going to sure. basically do a blueprint of where to go. So this is, you know, Give, give as much as you can or as little as you can, but this will help me kind of, you know, throw what I would typically throw out to people. Sure. Um, you know, wh- how long did you have your newsletter list before this happened? Uh, negative one day. So, so that was, that was the biggest thing. So a social an example of what not to do in every aspect, you guys (laughs) just, man, man, I'm telling you everything I did and then come follow my show to hear everything (laughs) I'm going to do. So you can know what to do next when they come for you. Cause they're coming for you. But between Friday and Sunday night of, of this, of the, of the night of long knives online, I've never seen so many people open up MailChimp and Substack accounts in my life. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's Hey, better late than ever. Yeah. I mean, especially if you were on Parlor and you were like me and you're sprinting like life depends on it. I grew my newsletter list, which I was pretty laissez about, from 52 to several thousand within 48 hours. And I right. was lucky. A lot of people got less, but it was more than zero, which I consider uh, you know, good. So, I mean, your ability to directly communicate, your, your three methods of direct communication are going to be, uh, well, actually four, uh, because and this this gets a little bit iffy, but it's like direct te- text messaging, uh, direct mail, direct newsletter, and straight up cold calling. Actually being able to make sure that you're getting in front of people is key because in social media, that was never a guarantee. Sure. Um, you know, is this is this an email list for the show or is this an email list for, for work? Currently for the show. Okay, I would prioritize, I would, I would make sure that you segregate those lists. So yeah. do not, 
take your show list and make it your client list. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't do that. I would really recommend reaching out to clients and asking them to sign up for that. Emphasize the stuff that you've done in the past. Emphasize that they need to pay more attention to the website and maybe offer a coupon code or something for sure. that service. That way it incentivizes them to get back in with you. If they were a little on the fence about whether they need something now, if they want to save money, they see that is more cash in the pocket now. And uh, at least that way you're getting immediate confirmation back that this had direct impact. So sure. create a separate email list for work and try and do that because whether you're giving a, a percentage off, I'd say at minimum, like five, $10 off, let's throw, let's throw a soft number out there. Um, you, you, that's going to be better direct confirmation versus them just opening it because many yeah. people open it. You can't tell if they read through it. Or not. I don't think many email, uh, even the paid premium newsletter services do that, but the coupon code, like that speaks for itself. So, mm -hmm. so I would work with that. Um, in terms of other direct marketing, in the past, did you do anything off social media? Did you buy, did you ever buy ad space in like a classified section of a newspaper or something? Yes, I've done a few newspaper ads that did nothing. Um, I've been in local like wedding uh, brochure or like, I don't know, they, they've got their little magazines and stuff about ad space in there. And I used uh, up until this year, this is the first year in, I think four or five years that I have not done uh, the main wedding expo in the area because I was, I was doing pretty well by the end of last year. And I was like, I don't need that expo. And then Facebook's like, well, fuck you. You should have done that expo. I don't know that it would have made any difference. And it is not an inexpensive uh, endeavor. It's a lot of work and it's uh, about, I don't remember. It's close to a grand just to be in this expo. So if you if you book one, you're you're doing okay. But if you don't book any, you're out a thousand dollars for nothing. Yeah, and I mean, right now that's uh, that's definitely one of those things. I'm not gonna say gun it, but it's definitely yeah. one of those things that might be in a, a more of an option now than ever before because of what you're limited to. One thing that a lot of uh, business owners need to know right now, and I'm talking your local, uh, your, your local newspaper specifically, and folks write this down, COVID cash discounts. Right now for both print banner ads and for digital banner ads and for a newsletter, dedicated sponsored newsletter blast, many local outlets throughout the country who are struggling because a majority of their revenue came through the classified section of their, uh, of their paper. They are offering cash discounts because of the COVID pandemic hitting media and also hitting small businesses. If you have not uh, seen an offer by your local uh, newspaper or your local you know, blog about rumors and gossip in town and stuff, reach out to them and ask, hey, are you doing any cash discounts right now because of the impact of the lockdowns and, pan and the pandemic? And whether they already had something and they didn't do a great job of promoting it or whether it's something that they're thinking about now, the thing right now is that cash is king. Uh, you you are getting more bargaining power for your cash offers right now than ever before. I, I didn't know this for myself, but you know I I left uh, Parlor and now I don't have dental insurance. Well, I I met somebody who was a dentist recently, and they told me, hey, you know, for teeth cleanings, for example, because it's around the time of year that I should have gotten my teeth cleaned by a dental hygienist. If I call maybe my old dentist or maybe another cheaper dentist, and I say, hey, I need to get my teeth cleaned. I don't have dental insurance. Do you do a cash discount? He was like, more often than not, they're gonna they're gonna work with you. Hmm. They're gonna they're gonna give you a great deal if you pay in cash for just a basic teeth cleaning. Um, that was something that I didn't know about is because you know it's it's not medical, but it's still the dentist. The dentist costs a pretty penny. But yeah. COVID cash discounts with local newspapers and local media, even radio. Radio ads across the country, especially um, you know local FM terrestrial stations, they are dying. We have WTOP and WMAL here in the Beltway. Uh, they go across DC, Maryland, and Northern Virginia. They just completely were crushed 
because mm-hmm. nobody's commuting. It was a commuter activity. You turn onto the local radio. No one was doing that. They did massive discounts to try and get people back. Mm-hmm. So really reach out to your local radio, reach out to your local newspaper, specifically if it's a if it's a if it's online only news site, make sure they have a classified section because that's gonna be a big tell. And talk to the person that does their sales and advertising, ask if they're doing any COVID related pandemic cash discounts for small businesses. So that is where I think I would start putting a list together of the people in your area and seeing how much bargaining power you can get for your cash right now. Sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, I mean, these are things that you just don't know because we've been so cushy and comfortable uh, working for the empire. <laughs> like yeah. we're working to build someone else's empire, in fact, rather than spending our, our time Digital sharecropping on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, digital sharecropping. I mean, yep. it's it, it's it is what it is, and I mean, sadly, you had to see that, and many people have had to see it, and you know, like I'm guilty of it. I don't own many of my own products, and that's mm-hmm. a big challenge that I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to figure out how much can I get full ownership of my own products back. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 difficult. Um, the the other thing is like, how, how are the lockdowns in your area? Uh. Well, I don't really pay that much attention to them because they don't affect me all that much. Um, they're, they're, I don't even know. Like our local businesses, I think they're at 50 capacity or whatever, but it, they're allowed to be inside. I'm pretty sure. I don't go out. I don't do much, especially these days. I barely even go to the store because uh, all my work is, for the most part, here. And even if I go out to do do a job, I'm not, you know, it's never in a Walmart or a restaurant. So I don't, I don't really know, but it doesn't affect me all that much. Yeah. And I mean, what, what you just mentioned is what it's like for many people right now, whether they could just work directly from home or not, a lot of just, you know, basic consumer spending has dropped. So mm-hmm. consumer spending online increased, but in terms of the stuff that you're just spending burn money on movies, that type of stuff, it's, it's basically, uh, at, at, a, a, a low that has not been seen since probably the great depression. Um, if you were to go down to your local strip mall or something, do do you think some of the business there, businesses there would be open right now? Oh, you're giving me way too much credit here. There's no strip (laughs) mall. What are you talking about? We've got two stoplights and a Walmart. Um, but yeah, if about 45 minutes from here, I could find a strip mall and (laughs) there, uh, they are seemingly okay. Like it seems like a lot of the local governments aren't enforcing things all that much. Uh, governor Pritzker is, a complete asshole. But uh, as far as like local governments or local companies complying, I don't know if they're going against compliance. I'm not going to say that they are, uh, but it it seems like a lot of them don't care all that much about masks or anything like that. So, so for small retail businesses, you know, whether you're dealing with, uh, you know, dry cleaners or stuff like that, like small businesses that are really focused on a specific thing, we, we've got vacuum repair shop in this area. I just got a pamphlet in the mail for vacuum repair, repair place. Fancy. I didn't even know that was like, like, you know, we even have local jewelers that are trying to sell gold and diamonds incredibly cheap, you know, businesses like that. Uh, they, they are struggling because nobody wants to go out. And they're, they're not making as much contact with people and they're afraid to spend money online because they're either, they're either ignorant as to how to properly do it, or they don't want to spend a lot of money talking to somebody like myself to, you know, hopefully give them stuff that's going to be useful for them. Because that's the problem with a lot of contractors. They don't look at the business specifically. They just give wide breath strokes. And what they're hoping is for a three to six month contract, basically taking over all of your marketing. But, um, did, have you ever done, like door-to-door sales at any point or pamphleting? No. no. It, this might be the time where you consider just an afternoon, like once a week, you find an area that's within driving distance. You print out some stuff from FedEx uh, with you know who you are, what you do, and how people can contact you. And you go to those businesses and you sh- you know not shake their hands, maybe like elbow bump <laughs> them or wave, you know, bow, whatever. Kiss them but, on the cheek. <laughs> just wet sloppy one straight <laughs> on the kisser. Now, yep. now is probably the time where networking matters more than ever before, yep. because even if you don't get sales out of these people, you're going to get other opportunities because business owners need to unite. And, yep. you know, whether you're just 
dropping it off and they're like, okay, bye. Or whether you're learning more about them. Uh, you know, you're, I think a lot of your clients going forward, while I think you'll still be good for, you know, just the people that need weddings and stuff like that. I think you have a large opportunity to make a lot of money, especially larger sum deals Mm -hmm. from small businesses. Because you just going out there, them putting a face to a name and talking to you, that means more for basic human interaction than uh, anything else. Hmm, that does so, not sound fun, but it, you're, you're not it's wrong. Not, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. No, none of, none of this is really fun. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, you know, that that's the difference between direct and indirect marketing, direct marketing. I'm sorry. Indirect marketing is putting up a banner ad or putting up a, a radio ad. You don't necessarily see the immediate results of people that did it. If you go talk to a hundred people, that's a hundred people you spoke to. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, uh, indirect marketing only works maybe, uh, one to two out of 10 times. Whereas direct marketing, actually going and speaking to people, pamphleting, door knocking, uh, business to business, that type of stuff. Um, even setting up a little sample station outside a mall back when you used to be able to do that, that, that increases it to, to three to four times out of 10 people. I could do a, a sample station where we have, we do, we, stage a fake wedding and I film it right there on the spot and give it back. To that would get, that would get attention. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like that, that would get attention. The cops would arrest us for being too close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> this was an unlicensed wedding, but that's right. <laughs> but I mean, really right there, just like three, four hours, maybe once a week, go, mm-hmm. go talk to 10 business owners. That will probably honestly probably take you an hour because some of them are just going to be like, okay, thank you. Bye. Sure. But I mean, that, that will do more. I I promise you that direct interaction with people will do more than anything else you're going to do online right now, especially because what you're taking advantage of is the fact that everybody is in a shitty situation, right? Nobody is doing better. Yeah. And you know, uh, I know you guys are losing money, but would you mind giving it to me <laughs> if you're go- if you're going to be flushing it down the toilet? At least flush it in my direction. Uh, I mean, hey, that that's <laughs> that's part that's part of how it's got to be right now. Like, yeah. it, it, it's an awkward time for selling. Like, uh, you know, somebody called me an opportunist because I'm I'm trying to take advantage of people in a desperate situation. I'm doing half off hour long consultations for small businesses affected by the pandemic and internet censorship. Uh, it's half you, off though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's half off, and it's 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 a good consultation. But it's like it, you better have this now because if you're not trying to learn, if you're not trying you're you're not going to succeed. And in an era where in the past year, half of all small businesses that closed down because of the pandemic are permanently dead, you don't have much time to figure it out. And I'm telling you folks, I have to do this. I take online courses. I'm constantly reading professional industry journals. I signed up for a whole bunch of lectures on stuff that I probably already know, but I can learn more. And right now that that direct communication with people, uh, while it might seem old school, while it might not be fun, you're going to see the return in ways that are actually going to give you a better idea of what you can offer and who you can offer to. This might be one of the best opportunities you have to really get an understanding of new groups of people who could be your long-term and committed customer base. Agreed. So, you know, just a few a few hours <laughs> yeah. a week going somewhere within driving distance, telling them, hey, I'm Dan. This is what I do. Here's how I could help your business. Here's a card or a pamphlet if you're interested. I'm around. I'll see you later. That will do more than anything else right now. This might actually be a great opportunity that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. You're not wrong. And I've done stuff for the local community before. And every time I do it, it I mean, it gets way more buzz for my stuff. I, do, I admittedly do not put enough effort into actually connecting with people because believe it or not, I'm, I'm more introverted than I appear online. And uh, dude, dude, but, it, it bugs the hell out of me because I'm extremely introverted. Sure. Like after this, I have to take like an hour long nap. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and I've got two more of these to do today, but uh, yeah, I, you know, you're not, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, just like the reason why I kept doing the expos for the wedding stuff wasn't because I had made so much money off the expo is because I, the trickle down stuff, like I, I would eventually get those people to come back. Like they it, would it's eventually also tell social somebody. proof. It's also social proof. Sometimes people do advertising just to show people how they're doing and that they can, they are capable of doing that. Sure. 
Yeah. Like that, that's a big thing. It's like, you know, why, why do people spend so much more time on one social media platform than another? It's because if the numbers are really big, that shows that you're obviously doing something right. You might not right. like it, but social proof. And people do that. Uh, I've bought ads on places uh, that are probably not going to give me a great return, but I've done it because I want to show off to people. Yeah, I'm capable of doing this. I can right. do this because I've got the extra cash on hand and why not? Sometimes we, (laughs) Hey, sometimes it's just an ego push. And and right now, you know, the only people doing that are probably like Amazon, Walmart, and Pepsi. They're the only ones burning cash, not because they need it, not because not enough people knew about them, but because they can, it's market dominance. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know too many people who haven't heard of Pepsi, but for some reason, it's the only thing we we are allowed to hear about on the television anymore. (laughs) Weird weird things like that. So, Dan, I I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, definitely doing this experiment with me to kind of, you know, help you, but also help other people understand some of the stuff going on. And really, folks, Dan has done all the stuff for me for years, books, podcasts, films, shirts, you name it. He's my go-to guy. Um, You know, it's... I. I, I cannot emphasize it enough. I just go to him instinctively. And sometimes I'm like, I don't care what the cost is. Just charge the credit card on file. <laughs> but, uh, you know, definitely. I mean, we have to support each other. We have to do it now more than ever before, because this is survival mode. Yeah. This is it. If you were hit by pandemics and now you're being hit by the internet, like this is, this is survival mode. And the thing is like, you know, I'm lucky. I don't have kids right now. My expenses are low. I'm doing very well as I'm taking this time just to enjoy some contracting, some travel and focusing on myself, but not many people have that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can end with one point, it's that, uh, you know, Zuckerberg thinks you're stupid and he is benefiting off you while he, tells you what you're allowed to see, what you're allowed to think, and then he will throw you away when he's done with you. And it like, I don't know what else you need to, to leave these platforms and go start something for yourself, but I would encourage everybody to seek independence in every facet of their life as quickly as possible because it's not just Alex Jones, it's not just Milo Yiannopoulos, it's your neighbors getting banned for their, essentially for thinking a certain way and probably for voting for a certain person. And uh, if, if, if you don't like that, then I, I'm not saying bring in bigger government. I'm saying leave, leave, boycott this thing at the very least. I'm not even saying go start your own thing. Come join my thing. It's not going to be a competitor. Uh, and that's not really what I'm here to plug. But, you know, I'm going to make a place where you guys can come and just have conversations. And I, I don't know what the rules are going to be. It's all in the early development. But uh, come join our newsletter uh, primarily at uh, tsidpod.com. So you can stay up to date on all that stuff. And uh, if you want video or graphic design or all that stuff, goulashfilms.com or goulashmedia.net. Perfect. Well, Dan, um, you know, sorry about everything that happens, but I think this is an opportunity in the making, really. I think your show is yeah. going to be bigger and I think your business will actually be going up, man. <laughs> that, that's a Zuck. good that, that, <laughs> it's that it's those fuck you downloads i mean really? hey uh th- this could be th- this is about how you make it and you're obviously doing the right things right now and you know any, anything that me and the audience can do is always just hit us up but folks if I, there's one thing i can ask this costs you nothing but it means everything to me a five-star rating and review on itunes helps us spread this episode so that way it's actually helping people because you know i try and entertain i talk about aliens comic books video games stupid shit sometimes but when it comes to moments like this like this is where the impact is really made we have those conversations because we have to have fun and then balance that with seriousness because we never can get too disconnected but there is such a thing as burnout so please a five-star rating and review sharing this episode with a friend goes a long way as always talk to you later in the week thank you for listening to on the run take care good night i'll talk to you later You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like the Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends. 